Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week's guest is Berlin-based beauty creator Jessica G. We met on Instagram. I think I started following her probably back in March 2020 because that was like the peak time of spending time on Instagram looking for things to distract myself. I instantly loved how Jessica plays with color. She's not afraid of brights, although she does admit that she loves lots of neutrals. But since I've started following her, I've seen her attention to detail grow and grow. I feel like Jessica's beauty content is its far more than a post. Half the time they look like ad campaigns. They've got this really glossy editorial style to them. Jessica adores makeup for so many reasons. I knew she'd be a great person to talk with about that. But also I wanted to ask her on because she's grown up during the rise of social media. As you can expect, she's got complex views on what it means to be an influencer who's approaching 30,000 on Instagram and also being influenced by what she sees. In this episode, Jessica reminisces about watching her mum use her treasured Bobbi Brown lipstick palette. She shares how she first started playing with makeup and why she often feels tempted by lip fillers and other tweakments that seem to have become part of most influencers' routines these days. I hope you love it. I just like to get straight into people's morning routines. I'm really nosy. Um, <laughs> and there's no there's no judgment, by the way. Um, I just like to know, from when you open your eyes in bed, what take me through your morning. The first thing I do is I do check my phone. Uh, it's a bad habit, but I think creating content, it's just... We wake up in the morning, you just want to see how everything is doing, check if I got any emails, stuff like that. Um, actually, also as well, I like to get up quite early. I'm more of a, an early bird. I don't really like to sleep in that much. Uh, mm-hmm. It gives me kind of anxiety to sleep in that much. So I like mm-hmm. to wake up quite early. And then uh, it's brushing my teeth. Um, then I have a coffee. I only started getting into coffee like this year and it makes my mornings. <laughs> I wake up so excited for so excited for my morning coffee. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's so good. Have a little breakfast and then um yeah, I do a quick skincare routine afterwards. I just okay. after breakfast. Um and yeah, then it kind of depends on whatever I have uh, to do that day. So if I have lectures in the morning or um, if I don't have any lectures, it will probably be, do, be some content creating stuff. It kind of uh, depends from day to day what I then head to afterwards. But yeah, I used to be a lot more active before the lockdown. I used to always work out or go to the gym in the morning. It's something okay. that I've lost over the last year which I'm kind of bummed about oh. but that's something I would like to uh, integrate more into the morning and just have yeah. a, move my body get out of the house even if it's just for a short walk I think it's really good for the mind but yeah it really is um especially as you're someone that's studying and creating like I feel like you need to get outside and just have fresh air but um I wanted to ask you about the skincare you said a quick skincare routine so tell me how quick it is what are you using it actually I think it only takes me like five-ish minutes or something I don't like to overcomplicate it in the morning um I usually just uh, wash my face either with just a little bit of water if I had on like a heavy night cream or an oil before I do like to use some sort of gentle cleanser um my skin is more on the combination side so it's quite more oily towards the t-zone and it gets quite dry here and um it's kind of acne prone as well so if I 
feel like I haven't too much throughout the day. It can feel very heavy on my skin. Mm -hmm. um, so it's either just a quick cleanse with water or a soft cleanser. And then I've been loving um, by Nyot. It's this mist. I've been posting about it sometimes. It's called, I think it's called the superoxide mist. It's like in a blue bottle. It's been really, really good. I feel like it's super calming on the skin. Um, I do get some redness on my cheeks and I feel like ever since I've started using that uh, mist, it's been, first off, it's so refreshing in the morning to just splash your face with something mm -hmm. really nice and calming. And I feel like it also really helps to absorb everything better that I put over top of it. And then I've really been loving, I should have gotten that with me, the Monday Muse. I think you've used them as well. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely products. Totally love them. I bought them some months ago and I've been really, really loving them. Um, so I use the juice in the morning, which is like a super uh, nice calming serum as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Loon, the founder, is also has acne prone skin. So I feel like everything mm -hmm. she develops, she puts so much thought into the products and they yeah. work really well for me. Um, so I use that. I feel like it's a good all rounder. It has niacinamide in it, uh, Centella as well. So it's very calming. I feel mm -hmm. like it helps to regulate my oil production. Um, and yeah. I think then maybe if I fancied some sort of vitamin C serum and straight with sunscreen over top, I don't really use an extra moisturizer underneath my sunscreen because I feel like it gets too heavy from my own. It gets so slippery. Yeah, exactly. So what sunscreen are you using right now? Right now I'm using the Isn't Tree watery okay. sun. I think it's I, Do you like it? It's really nice, I have to say. Um, I I've like been it. i it, yeah. It's so light. To be honest, it's so light that I'm like, is it actually SPF 50? Is it giving me... Because <laughs> I love wearing it because it's so light, but I'm like, does it actually work? Um, I, I think I, I buy it like a couple of bottles at a time. I do really like it. Yeah, it's really good. I just... Um... I just feel like um, sort of the Korean or Japanese sort of sun sunscreens are so good. I find mm. them so much better than the European ones that you could find here. Uh. Especially, like, I think you also have some uh, oily skin as well or combination skin. Yeah, for sure. And they get so heavy, some sunscreens, it's like, oh, I can't wait to take it off. <laughs> I think, um, oh, I can't remember who it was. I saw somebody on in, um, Twitter the other day. I think it might have been, what's her name? Is it Lab Muffin? She's like mm -hmm. a really geeky, she's a scientist. And she just tweets sometimes very simple ones. She was like, European sunscreens are overrated. And I fully understand because yes. I feel like European sunscreens are made with um, going on holiday in mind, not every day. So they're always thick. They'll be like in a tube and they'll be thick and very white. And, you know, the cast is often there and you've really got to rub it in. Whereas um, the Korean ones or Japanese ones, they are they're formulated I feel like they take so much longer to create them and they're designed with everyday protection in mind so super light but yeah European ones are just they're not it at least I have not it really works for me uh, yeah every person that I know that are not really using sunscreen I put them on some sort of uh Korean or Japanese uh, sunscreen because I'm like you have to try them trust me yeah. they're the nicest textures ever <laughs> They're usually so great for putting makeup on as well. But I want to know about, obviously, you're only 23. So your memories of beauty are probably easier to remember <laughs> than many of my guests. But can you remember when you started thinking of beauty as this thing that you kind of wanted to play with? Was it like, who influenced you? For what? 
Yeah, totally. I think that's probably like a very common answer. But I think for me, it started really, really early on. I think like even like kindergarten stages. Uh, I just always remember I'd really started with my mom. And I think one of the earliest memories, um, she used to have this lip palette by Bobby Brown that had like, it was like a little palette with like 10 lipsticks or something in it. Mm -hmm. And I would always watch her hold it in her hands and put some some lipstick on. I would always be so fascinated and uh, very happy she would dab on some onto my lips as well. (laughs) One of the earliest memories. Um, And yeah, I think ever since then, I've just been super fascinated. I even remember in kindergarten, like talking about like blush and lipstick and where what goes. I was always, I don't know, I was a very girly girl, if you would say. Yeah. I loved loved, like, I don't know, glitter, butterflies, uh, makeup. I was that sort of girl. (laughs) Wow. Um, So yeah, I think it really started then. And my mom was so influential as well. Uh, I naturally have curly hair and she has curly hair as well. So her washing and doing my hair was such an influential part as well. And uh, sometimes when I was a bit younger, my hair was quite a bit lighter. It was like a dark blonde, mm-hmm. light brown tone. And she would always rinse it with chamomile tea. I don't know. Some people do that. And yeah. it was such a lovely ritual. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, like, how old were you then? I must have been, like, around five, four, five, six-ish. I think she did it until I was, like, ten. But then once I hit puberty, my hair got a lot darker. Um, so what do you remember about it then like what are the was it just the fact that did it feel like your mom was taking care of you or was it more like the fun aspect of doing something with your hair yeah I think it was just a very bonding experience I don't know it's Mm -hmm. uh it was just very lovely to feel like taken care of and to have someone play with your hair is just like one of the most relaxing sensations ever (laughs) (laughs) it really is it really is what when I got my braids done the other day it came out the wrong way but I said to the woman um I was like oh my god my favorite bit is when you take a piece of my hair and you kind of comb it and it kind of pulls a little bit because it just feels so good when it's somebody else with their hands on your hair not you it's so relaxing I love it as well when did it go from being something you were that you thought was fun to like when did you start thinking you wanted to play with makeup yourself I think it started even like fifth or sixth grade. Um, I wasn't allowed to uh, just back then. My mom was a bit strict, but I think around like seventh grade, she allowed me to. But I think it was around that time that also like YouTube was really popping up. Um, I just remember, I think I watched every video of uh, Lisa Eldridge at that stage. Charlotte Tilbury also had a makeup channel where she didn't have a brand yet. She was just doing some tutorials. They were so right, insane. Yeah. Uh, the Pixie Woo sisters, I think I, I just spent a lot of my free time watching all of their tutorials. And uh, eventually my mom also let me uh, play around with her products as well. Um, <laughs> it was a really, really fun stage back then. And yeah, I think it's just ever since I was like 11, 12 or something, I was just uh, obsessed with watching tutorials, learning how to do things on myself. And um, yeah, it was a really, really fun time, actually. Did you have like a style that you really loved to do? It's so hard to remember, um, but I think it was a lot more sort of neutral looks. I think like right. the very um, popular tutorials were like how to do a smoky eye and things like that, how to contour, like the very sort of makeup basics that I would mm. replicate at that stage. So obviously today you're definitely known as someone, you, you play with everything. I've, 
I feel like sometimes your creations, they literally remind me of like exotic birds, like with the greens <laughs> and the blues and the purples and the pinks. Um, you, you seem like you're really inspired by what you see. But can you tell me what it was like for you, you know, as you kind of like get older at school? Did you ever encounter any issues, you know, like skin issues, hair or even body issues? Oh, yeah, totally. I feel like when you get in those teenage years, it's such an awkward and difficult time at the same time because suddenly you're like very focused on like uh, the appearance of yourself and others. And I feel like when you're younger, you're not really focused on the way someone looks or the way you look, mm-hmm. but suddenly like there's such a like change and shift in your kind of perception. And I feel like it was especially difficult because at that time also social media was really, really popping up. Um I remember when I was like 15, 16, it was like the year where uh, lip fillers were like really booming. And before right. I never really uh, thought of them, but suddenly at that stage, everyone got them. It was uh, a very, very strange time. Um, but I feel like the biggest struggle I had was I did struggle with acne quite badly and it just mm-hmm. randomly popped up <laughs> around like the age of like 15, 16 around that time I just I had really good skin before and then all of a sudden it like really changed and I didn't understand why um Mm. and it was just very concentrated to my forehead and I still have some scars and texture left back there but it was like all of a sudden my forehead was just really unhappy with me apparently (laughs) (laughs) um which yeah it was kind of weird as well because I feel like I was the only girl in my class that had really struggled with her skin I feel like Oh, wow. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone said, like, picture-perfect, clear skin. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I really acting up that way? It was uh, kind of weird. Um, and it's also that time, but I still, I still see these products where I first asked my mom, can we, like, go to the drugstore and, like, pick up some things for it? And I went in with all of the drying washing lotions oh, and bath. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, my poor skin. I was like acne but flaking all over it was really really bad (laughs) it's so hard because that's and it must have been harder for you because at least when I was at school and I did get acne like I saw it on plenty of other people if you know nobody really got picked on I feel but for you to stand out and then also you immediately feel like go to the shops like get everything and everything especially when you're a teenager everything is aimed at um your skin is dirty your skin is oily let's remove all of the oil and the dirt and they don't tell you by the way your skin is going to be red and flaky and dry which makes any spots you have look 10 times worse and actually quite uncomfortable totally um so how did you did you manage to find something that worked for you in the end after getting through all those kind of drying products I feel like Actually, no, which was kind of mm. a bit of a bummer. We did end up going to a dermatologist and he just described me some sort of topical cream as well. But that one was so incredibly drying. I remember my face hurting so badly because it was like so drying. And I think eventually I just kind of grew out of it. I think it was really just mm. sort of a hormonal thing. I think once I turned like, let's say like 19, 20-ish, my skin really started to calm down. And I think I really got into skincare slowly at that point as well and figured out a routine that really works for me. Um, But yeah, I think it was just like one of those hormonal things that uh, it's kind of difficult to treat sometimes. Mm. I wanted to talk a little bit more because I'm always, you know, a lot of the guests that are like in their 30s-ish, 
we will talk about social media and we'll say, um, how do you think things would have been different if social media had been around when you were a teenager? And they're like, I, I don't even know. I don't know if I would cope. And, um, you know, you saying as a 15 year old, seeing people get lip fillers, I know you don't know anything other, anything different from growing up during social media, but can you kind of like give me any insight into what it's like when, you know, if you were scrolling through social media, did you feel pressure yourself to look a certain way? Yeah, I think it was kind of a weird time where television was still quite big and you would always uh, watch these celebrities on the red carpet and you would kind of get a vision of beauty that way and then mm-hmm. simultaneously social media growing it was just a weird time of kind of being bombarded in a way um yeah it was definitely definitely a difficult time where again in the, in the period where you're so focused all of a sudden on your appearance and then mm-hmm. you see a lot of beautiful women on television and on your phone and mm-hmm. you may not look like them so it was definitely a difficult time and i mean i'm sure it was a lot harder even now with Instagram and all that being so much more public. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's, I'm actually feeling really sorry for like girls growing up this at this age as well, mm-hmm. especially since um, I recently found out that uh, in the UK it was not forbidden to like get like lip fillers for like uh, girls under 18. I didn't know it wasn't even forbidden before. Wow. Um, and I was like, how's the rule in Germany? I would really like to know. And from what mm-hmm. I found out, it wasn't even, it's not forbidden here either. So there's no re- rule regulating so it. Under 18s can exactly. get lip fillers. And then I, w- I Googled like lip fillers under 18 or something. And the first Google result I found was like some sort of clinic promoting uh, lip fillers to 16 year olds. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, wow. Your yeah. body, your features aren't even where they may end up at that time. Like, I guess maybe it's the Kylie Jenner effect. I feel like she's the biggest example of starting so young and going so far. Like, I hate to be the person that looks at those before and afters, but sometimes I'm just like, wow. Like, I don't even know if she recognizes herself from who she was as a teenager anymore. And that must actually kind of maybe mess with you a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, You seem very level-headed, so maybe you're just like, maybe for you you were able to kind of see these things and move on do you think it's like have you always been able to kind of disregard it I know now on so you kind of use social media obviously to promote your work so I feel like it might be a weird weird relationship in a way oh totally and uh I st- I'm still trying to fi- find a way to cope with it I still compare myself myself on a daily let it be appearance mm. or talent quality of my work and I do find it very difficult um, and it's, I feel like it's such a difficult topic to almost kind of touch on because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and people get like very sensitive about the topic. But um, I personally, I am finding it quite difficult um, with mm-hmm. how much work people are getting these days now. I feel like okay. um, I find it difficult just because I feel like, okay, but my features are similar to theirs should I change myself as well and it's always Mm -hmm. like a constant debate in the beauty industry for example like um lip fillers and like bigger lips are uh, like very popular and I think they're so beautiful and I don't naturally have that feature and I'm Mm -hmm. like well should I just go and get lip fillers as well so maybe uh, I would fit into the standard better as well and Mm -hmm. it's always like 
sort of a back and forth discussion with myself. Really? Yeah, it's always like, I could change this, especially when you're constantly taking pictures of yourself. It's... Oh, God, yeah. You get so hyper-focused on, like, certain features that are kind of not your favorite, maybe. Um, So, yeah, I I found it so helpful as well. I'm integrating more kind of product shots as well into my feed. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's really relaxing just to shoot something else other than myself. It's been really helpful for me as well to not just, like, get so focused on, like, that aspect. I think it's good that you talk about that because people can make assumptions just based on what you share on social. And just as you might look at other people's features, other people will look at your features. You know, they'll be looking at your eyebrows, your cheeks, your chin. Like that's the nature of things. And um, I've personally got nothing against anyone doing anything to their face. What I don't enjoy is the pressure because if you're thinking, oh, lip fillers and this and that, at the end of the day, everybody's going to end up looking the same anyway. Yeah. So isn't, that's kind of boring. Do you know what I mean? It's And it's funny that you said that because I, you're not hurting anyone's feelings by bringing up that a lot of people are getting work done. Recently, there was someone, I unfollowed this person purely because I wasn't into their content anymore, which is fine, by the way. <laughs> We're allowed to do that. Of course. Um, but, it, but it coincided with the fact that she had recently she'd recently done tons to her face like tons like from this face to that face like and she does she doesn't owe anybody an explanation but for me she had so much she had so much done I was like maybe you should just talk about it because yeah. <laughs> you don't look like like lip I think she even had maybe had a half facelift because everything here had completely changed from her nose even to, I forget what you call this here, above the upper lip. Something, lip flip or something? Would they like turn the upper lip up or something? No, it was literally like this area. Of, what is it? Where some people would have a mustache, let's say, yeah. above the upper lip. It was like she'd actually had it pulled up. Okay. So the shape of her, so maybe it was a lip flip, but it seemed like much more because the shape of her lips changed, like the shape of her nose changed. <laughs> and I was like... I feel like you've turned into a different person. So aside from the content, I wasn't, I was following way too many of the same type of person. So I, I followed loads of people one day and um, I was like, I don't recognize you anymore. And I'd never met her in real life, but I was just like that. I feel like that was part of it, but I don't mean it in a, a shady way. Like who cares if she doesn't look like herself? It's just for me, I felt like, you're putting something out, but you're not really being upfront about it. And I get torn because I'm like, well, why should she have to? She doesn't owe anyone an explanation. So it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird one for me. Totally. And again, I also don't have anything against people doing whatever they want and comfortable with. Um, I actually, I also just think that we're all kind of, uh, kind of trapped in the same system of like the beauty standards and we all kind of react differently to it. It's like, uh, I feel like it's kind of a whole vicious monster that uh, we're all kind of trapped in. And um, I'm just kind of happy for a time where beauty standards aren't that uh, unattainable anymore. I feel like even like for the body image that we have on women, it's like, it's not even naturally attainable um, the way that uh, we think women's body should be looking like. And I'm just 
happy for a time when we can kind of appreciate our natural features more again. We don't mm. feel like we have to change everything to be able to fit in into the Instagram perfect body, face, whatever. Some days I'm good. And then other days I'm like more affected by what I'm seeing. It's I think it's just like daily work to kind of, you know, grow into your skin more. And I think as I get older, I think, I hope uh, it'll become easier, more easy, more easy. It's just... Yeah, some days are better, some days are worse. It's I think it's also good to kind of disconnect yourself on that day to not really mm. feed into uh, those sort of beauty ideals all too much on those days. Mm. Well, actually, you reminded me of um, something. You were so sweet the other day. You shared, I think it was like a, amongst the close friends group on Instagram or something. You <laughs> shared, um, remind me never to look at comments under a, a TikTok video. And I was like, oh, I, you know, those people just ignore them. They're unhappy, which is often why they pick on others. But I feel like that's something you could, you, you're probably going to start dealing with that more and more because you are getting more and more followers all the time. But what did you do that day to kind of move past the comments? I think what really helped me on that day is that uh, I wasn't at home. I was visiting my family. So I was in love with my mom. It was my sister's birthday. So those things really helped kind of... Uh, yeah take my mind off of it mm. I also just really tried to remember um for them it's sort of an ad popping up they don't see the person behind the video they don't know the person's reading the comments they I think it happens for us as well if you see some sort of ad pop out pop up on our Instagram or TikTok we often get annoyed and mm. some of their frustration and I feel like once one person writes a comment I feel like the rest you like it's okay yeah. they feed into that negativity even more mm. it's like yeah I just need to learn better not to uh, let it affect me too much, not to take things personally. It's just sometimes I'm like, why do you put so much energy in like leaving a nasty comment? I don't really get it. It's Yeah, it, 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 that's what it is. Energy, like even if they don't like you, which they can't really say that because they don't know you, but if they don't like what you've done, I mean, just carry on. Like I, I watch YouTube. I only like things that I like. I never tick dislike because I don't have the energy. I don't need that. Um, So, yeah, people are strange on the internet. But, yeah, just ignore, ignore, block all of that stuff. So also speaking about your work, because, um, as you know, I mentioned I'm kind of like bringing in sort of people's thoughts and experiences on experiencing burnout and overwhelm and I really wanted to talk to you because I know you are a full-time student and I feel like you create a lot of content and you spend a lot of time on it and I just wanted to know do you have you ever felt burnout yeah all the time I feel like it's become a bit of a constant state for me the last year which is not the healthiest um but yeah it does happen to me often it um as I said I am doing my master's and I I started last fall and I really noticed it was a lot more time consuming it needed a lot more coursework than my bachelor's did so uh it was really hard just getting used to it especially I started studying at home because we just had online lectures and all that and that feels even more isolating at times just because if Mm -hmm. you like you wake up you sit down for in front of your laptop you have lectures etc and it's like you can't really get out. You don't have other people to, you know, kind of take your mind off things. You don't, yeah, yeah it was really, really frustrating at times. But, and yeah, I feel like 
since it was kind of lockdown time as well, I didn't really have the chance to do anything else. Restaurants were closed. Closed. It was fall and winter. I find it really hard to get out of the house in winter, fall. Yeah, it's just too cold because you're in Berlin and I, I've been to Berlin. Berlin is just as cold as London. It's cold and raining and grey and oh, I hate it. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I just found found myself like when I'm when I wasn't studying, I was just like doing things for my social media. But the thing is, it didn't really feel like that much work necessarily because I had found so much joy in creating it, and I felt like it was such a good creative outlet for me um, because I feel like my whole life I was very focused on sort of my education and that sort of uh, lane of my life if you want to call it that and I never really allowed of a lot of time for my creativity so it was like a really good balance at that time but um, I'm the type of person I think that I'm like very ambitious and everything that I want to do I want to do like very well and so I give it my all so if I do something I like really dive in um, so I did end up for like weeks of like, I don't know, getting up at like 6, 6.30, 7, doing my uni work by 7.30, having lectures until the afternoon. And then after I was done, I was shooting content and then I would be editing until like past midnight. And then I would repeat the same thing over and over and over again. So eventually I did really feel, especially the last semester, I was so, so tired all the time, extremely exhausted and like a constant state of anxiety I wouldn't call it necessarily panic but I was always kind of worried and kind of I felt like my heart was always beating a little bit faster my mind was going places and mm -hmm. yeah I just really noticed uh, now I'm a lot better but like around like July August where a lot of like deadlines exams doing my social media I was like oh god I need a break afterwards <laughs> mm. and did you take a break actually yeah which was kind of nice so uh around like August, September, I didn't really have a lot of lectures. So uh, it was good to kind of have a bit more time off, time to breathe. And um, yeah, just do my social media on the side as well. Now you're in a new semester. Have you changed? Are you going to try and change how you work and have like boundaries between your content and your study? Totally. Um, and that's a thing that I really noticed. Um, so I would like really dove into... Uh, uni and my social media and I kind of let all other aspects of my life kind of to the side I, I really want to focus more on my health before uh, COVID I was like a regular gym goer and all of that mm -hmm. and I feel like mm -hmm. that's the thing what I mentioned before like either I do it give it my all or I don't want to do it at all so for me it was yeah. like I can't go to the gym and lift weights <laughs> I hate workouts working out at home so I'm just not going to work out so <laughs> But you didn't, it's because you didn't also, you didn't realize how long this was going to go on for. Exactly. I was like, was the same. exactly. I was like, yeah, hey, two, three months, I'll be back in the gym, but it's been over a year now. And like, okay, I really need to move my body again. I totally know what you mean. Um, I would do like home workouts, but it's like you were, you're doing everything at home. So it would be very, you make the effort, but it's like half an hour as the gym for me, there's the concept of going to the gym. So you're going out of the house, you're getting some fresh air. Then there's the time at the gym that's just for you. Maybe you listen to music and I love weights. So it's like you you change the chemicals in your body. So by the time you go home, you're in a, a better mood, like always, I feel. But, um, home workouts when you're doing it in the same room and then you're doing your, you're studying in the same room or eating your food in the same room. It's just, 
it's hard. It gets really hard. So I'm actually very excited that uh, this semester we actually have some courses at uni again. So uh, this was my first week going back to like lecture halls in two years or something. (laughs) Something really crazy. So yeah, I think I'm the type of person that do really thrive off having sort of set structures. And I think that was something that I really missed during like COVID and homeschooling times. And now that I feel like, okay, I have to leave my house a couple of days a week. So I might as well take my gym back and then go to gym afterwards and all that. So I think just being able to leave the house and having like set places, okay, I'm going to study there and then I can work out there. And it's not all just kind of limited to my room where I'm doing everything at once. It just is really unhealthy, I think. Um, So yeah. Let's see how this semester goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that in mind, I do always love to ask people kind of, you know, you mentioned how the gym actually makes you feel a certain mm-hmm. way. But what would you say is when do you feel like you're most beautiful or, or the most you? That also is such an interesting question. I also I just remember thinking back like the most confident I used to always feel at the gym. I'm not entirely sure why, but um, I used to go there, no makeup at all, but it was just really nice kind of to feel like to take take time for yourself and do something for yourself. And what I really like about like lifting weights and all that, it's like focusing on getting stronger. It's like not so much like, of course, there's a physical part of it as well, but I just really enjoyed like feeling myself getting stronger every week. And that's something that I really miss getting back to. Mm. So I think that's sort of, the time that I always felt really, really confident. And I feel like I also like feel the best when, I don't know, I'm having a good time with friends and you're not really focused too much on, I don't know, the way I'm behaving. Am I being too loud? And like when you're just having a good time laughing and it's not really, you're not really wasting thoughts on the way, I don't know, other people may perceive me the way I look and all of that. I think that's like a really, uh, great time but of course uh, a good makeup look can also always really help (laughs) also for the fun of it the act of taking care of yourself doing a fun makeup look or even well uh, I do like a lot of fun bright looks on my Instagram but like for every day uh, I am quite a bit more like chilled it may be Mm -hmm. also the German or Berlin influence Uh, people don't do a lot of makeup here okay yeah it's kind of very interesting but I don't know like sometimes a good winged liner or something like that or a glossy lip it just uh, really helps to boost my mood be sure to check out the show notes for links to Jessica's Instagram TikTok and YouTube and be sure to check out the Beauty Me community on Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast and sign up to my newsletter beautymenotes.substack.com thanks for listening <laughs>